Thank you so much for tuning in to the Family Chat Podcast, where it's our mission to discuss topics that will grow us closer to our families, blood-related or not. My name is Michael Childs, and if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe so you can stay up to date with all the latest topics through our upcoming podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you feel that need to be discussed, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at familychatpodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook at Family Chat Podcast. On today's podcast, I would like for us to dive into the subject of why church? Or to simply put it, why does one attend church? Over the next two weeks, we're going to talk about this subject today. I want to focus in on an analogy that I hope will open your eyes, as it did mine, to how we view church and whether or not it's okay to view it that way. Uh, Today's podcast is titled, Buses and Battleships. But as you're listening to this podcast, I know that not everyone shares the same view, and I'd love to hear from you. What do you feel like the role of the church is? Do you think we're doing it? Do you not think we're doing it? What do you think your role in the local church is? And do you think you're doing it or not? And next week, we're going to answer some of those questions, but we're also going to look at uh, maybe a question that you're wrestling with, and that's, I'm not part of a church because I don't really feel like the church is doing what it's supposed to be doing, or maybe you're on the other end of the spectrum and you're attending a church right now, but you just don't feel like anyone in the church cares about you or loves you. And maybe you're wrestling with this question, when is it okay to leave church? So let's dive into buses and battleships this morning. It all kind of started because a friend of mine posted this on Facebook. He said, don't let anyone be the cause why you leave church. They are not the reason why you go to church in the first place. And it it got a few different comments and uh, some people just like, hey, yeah, that's what I believe too. But then there was a few people that commented that kind of opened up my eyes to this idea. And so I wanted to talk about it today. But when we look at the concept of buses, buses, I'm sorry, and battleships, it says this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Chapter 4, verse 11 says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the evangelists, the pastors, to equip his people for the work of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. So he gave certain offices to the church for the purpose of equipping the people for the work, one translation says, of ministry, so that the body of Christ might be built up. So as we look at this thing today, I want to focus in on really this verse and what it means for us as believers. I grew up in Fort Lauderdale. Growing up in Fort Lauderdale, I rode the city bus a lot. And for those of you that don't know, this is kind of how city buses work. You have in your mind a predetermined place you want to go, and then you find out the closest, most convenient bus stop to where you're at to wait for the bus to come and get you. And then that bus might take you to where you want to go, or you might have to get off of that bus and jump to another bus to go to where your final destination but the, the thing is about the bus is you just get on and you sit down 
And you just wait for the driver to bring you to where you've already determined you want to go. And then once you're sitting and you're waiting and you're figuring it out, if something happens on the bus that hurts your feelings, concerns you, something you don't like, you just press a button, the bell rings, and at the next stop, you can get off. The bus just pulls over and you get off. And here's the kicker. You don't even have to explain to anybody, the bus driver, nobody, why you're getting off. It's really convenient. You just you just get off and that's either your destination or you just wait on another bus. I'm I'm interested in this concept because battleships are completely different. Specifically naval battleships. If if you or if one were to enlist in the navy, they are then told what ship they're going to go on. And they're going to be on the ship for a predetermined season that has nothing to do with their opinion. And no one asks how long they want to be on the ship. They sign up. They enlist. Then they're told, you're on this ship for this season. And, and then they can choose to re-enlist. Or when that season's over, with, if they still have... Uh, time to serve they're, they're, they're then put on a different boat but are they there's at no point are they told or, or asked really what ship you want to go on or how long do you want to be on this ship and then once you're on the ship and you're out in the ocean if you have a problem with somebody you can't just get off the boat you're stuck in the middle of the ocean And the other thing that's interesting about a battleship is everybody has a job on the battleship. Everybody is, it's important that everybody does what they're supposed to be doing because everybody working together is what helps move the boat forward, move the ship forward for the purpose of either rescuing people or defending the nation. Like there's jobs and everybody has one and everybody is responsible for doing their job to make the battleship productive and what it's supposed to be doing. And hopefully you've, you've kind of tapped into why I'm, I'm talking about buses and battleships today. Because it seems as though a lot of Christians that I talk to view church less like a battleship and more like a city bus. Where I'm going to get on this city bus today because I really like the music. But if the pastor says something that kind of like rubs me the wrong way, I'm just going to get off. And, and next week I'll try that church because they've got really good kids ministry. Or I'll try this church because it's got a coffee bar. Or this church has better tasting coffee. Or this church gives away free coffee. Or this church gave me a better gift when I attended it the first time. And... And I'm not saying that it's that it's wrong for a church to have good children's ministry. I think that it's great. And all churches should have great children's ministry. And and I'm not saying that churches that are wrong, that have coffee bars, we give away free coffee every Sunday. And we give gifts to our first-time guests. But not because we're trying to, trying to win them like they're some kind of prize. We give, we give coffee for hospitality. We give gifts when they come for the purpose of letting them know we thought about them and we care about them. 
but it's the mindset of really church attenders and I, I don't even really like calling it that because that's kind of the mindset that I'm just a church attender. I just kind of show up and much like a bus, I, I have a predetermined plan that has little to do with what I really feel like God wants me to do. And I'm just going to go to this church because I heard it was a good one and they have kind of some good programs and I haven't actually prayed about whether or not I'm supposed to be at that church. I'm just going to go and then I'll attend for a season, but if something happens, God didn't really tell me to go to the church, so I'm just going to leave whenever I want to leave. I went without God and Him directing me, so I'm just going to leave without Him telling me that I can go. And this is a, a problem on multiple levels, one of them being that once we become a Christian, it's God. The Bible says in the book of Psalms that he brings the lonely into families. That, you know, we don't get to decide. God decides. And we should be seeking him. Why? Because if you're attending a church that you're not supposed to be at, then you could potentially either be hurting that church or preventing the church you're supposed to be attending from doing the things that God wants that church to do. And here's the whole reason why. You have gifts and abilities. You have things that God has put in you that makes you unique and you special. And there are there is a church, a group of people, a group of men and women that love the Lord that you're supposed to be connecting with in this season, doing life with in this season to help bring the glory of God to the, the area in which they are ministering to. But if we only view it as a bus where we get on, and we choose to get off, then we are, we are missing an amazing opportunity to be the church. But it's more than that. It's also mindset of people that are attending the church. Because a city bus, you don't do anything to move the bus forward. You do nothing. You sit there and you wait for the bus to take you places. And this is exactly the mindset of so many believers that I've talked to, that I attend the church, but I, I don't do anything for the church. They, they go to church with a mindset of, it's the pastor that should be doing stuff for me. Uh, I, I get offended if the pastor doesn't talk to me, doesn't take me to lunch, doesn't uh, call me, or it, it bothers me that, that the pastors aren't reaching out to me. And let me just reread Ephesians chapter 4, 11 and 12 again. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. These are the officers in the local body, local church. To equipped people for the work of the ministry so that the body of Christ might be built up. Could it be that the church you're attending doesn't seem to be building up the body of Christ because there's too many people in your church that are expecting the pastor to do it, that are expecting the officers of the church to do it. Here's like a crazy thought that I was thinking of on the way in this morning. And that's that, do we realize that the majority of the people that attend church are not apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors? The majority of the people that attend the local church are not those. And I think that Paul in the book of Ephesians makes it clear. Why? 
Because if everybody was those officers, then they wouldn't be equipping anybody for the work of ministry. But they're equipping the church for the work of the ministry to build up the body of Christ. So that means that the far minority in the church are the prophets, the evangelists, the apostles, the prophets, and the teachers. The majority of them are What's, what, what the Bible refers to as lay people. These are the, the guys that are just trying to be good husbands and good, uh, good fathers and, and women who are trying to be good moms and, and good wives and good t-ball coaches and little league coaches and soccer coaches and um, just, just good at their job and trying to be a good faithful servant in their neighborhood and just people reaching out and building up the body. These are the majority of the people in the church. So why do we feel like the, that, that the pastors have to do everything? That they're the ones responsible for the ministry. They're the bus drivers, for goodness sake. Can I let you in on a, on a secret of why I feel like, personally, this is, this is why I feel like most churches are failing. Because if you have a city bus mentality of a church... And this is not just for those that are sitting in the bus. This has to do with pastors too. Pastors and leaders of the church. If, if you're listening and you lead a church, you have to be careful because you can set the atmosphere and the culture to be a city bus too. If you take everything on and you don't de- delegate, you don't learn how to give things away and, and train people up. Because I think there's just as much fault in the, the leaders that aren't training people. They're not doing Ephesians chapter 4, 11, and 12 either. They're not training the people up for the work of the ministry. But here's the, here's the sad reality of churches that are run like a city bus. Something happens to the driver. He gets sick. He dies. He falls morally. Or he just gives up driving. What happens to the bus if the driver leaves? It, on a, on a best-case scenario, the bus never moves forward anymore and it just stays and it becomes ineffective and unuseful and people leave and it just sits and it rots worst case scenario the bus is in movement and the driver leaves and the bus crashes and all the passengers in the bus get injured And I think that this happens so much where you have good-hearted men and women that are attending city bus churches that have crashed. And then what happens is they're hurt, they're offended, and they don't ever darken the church or they don't ever want to darken another door at a church because the last couple that they attended crashed and really hurt them. Now, these aren't people that are getting offended over little things. Like the bus crashed. They were dedicated to the church. They showed up every Sunday. But the bus just crashed because the church was ran like a bus and not a battleship. That's kind of where I want to end today is the opposite, right? So that's the city bus. The opposite is what we should long for. We should long to enlist in what it means to be a believer, to fight for 
Christ and in enlisting and giving our hearts to him, pray and say, God, where do you want me planted? Where can I use the gifts and the abilities you've given me to link arms with other believers and take territory in your name for the sake of the gospel? And he points us to a battleship and we go and we join the ship and we befriend all people that he puts in our path and we rally together and we are dedicated to the leader of the battleship the head pastor, and where he places us. Or maybe it's a church where it's got multiple tiers of leaders because it's a bigger church and we are submitted to the person that we're under. And then that person places us in a, in a primary ministry opportunity to serve on a Sunday morning. And then we, we pray about secondary ministries that we can do in our neighborhoods and our families and our workplaces or schools. And we are ministering and we're serving and we're building up people as we're dedicated to the vision of that house being built up ourselves. And then if we get offended or if somebody hurts us, We lay it out biblically and we go to that person that we're offended with and we talk to them according to the book of Matthew. And if it's not resolved, then we go to the person, the direct person we're submitted to. And we follow the the guidelines in the Bible for how people should be behaving. We don't allow offense to dictate what to uh, encourage us to abandon ship in the middle of the ocean and just just have this word picture just just think about this for a second you've got an ocean full of battleships going from land to land or port to port rescuing people and freeing people from the captivities of the enemy and bringing the gospel and the love of the lord And then while they're in the water, you just see bodies floating from people who have been offended at the ship that they were on and thought that jumping overboard and treading water would be so much safer than staying on the boat. And and ships stop and they pick these people up and they, they bring them to the Lord and they get hopefully, prayfully regenerated and they get healed and they start serving in that battleship. But if their heart isn't changed to what the purpose of the church is, then they jump overboard again and again and again until they decide that they don't want to do church anymore. And my heart breaks because I love the church because I love the body of Christ and I am, I am for church, and I think church done right can change cities and change mindsets, and the gospel can go forth like never before. But I don't think that many people understand what church is and what church is supposed to do because they've just been hurt so much by church done wrong or church done right and their mindset was wrong. So we join, we enlist, and we're, we're brought to a battleship that's directed by a leader who is not God. Head pastors of the church are not God, but they get direction 
much like the captain of the ship gets direction from a superior officer of where that boat's supposed to go, that leader, that head pastor gets direction from God of where that ship's supposed to go. And we align with the vision of the church. And we dedicate. If that's the ship we're supposed to be on, we dedicate it. And we're there for the season in which God wants us to be there. Now, next week, we're going to talk about what that means, what I mean by season, and is it ever okay to abandon ship or to leave ship, and, and what does that mean? What does it look like, uh, and, and is there biblical re- relevance to, to doing it, or is it okay? And, and if you have those questions, let me know, right? So message me and let me know. But today, as we're ending the podcast, I just want to, again, say buses and battleships, their mindsets are important. Do you view the church as a bus where you can just come on, sit, and relax while the driver does the work and then get off whenever you feel like it? Or do you view it as a battleship where you've enlisted in the army of the Lord and you get placed on a battleship for the purpose of using your gifts connected with the gifts of so many others to take that ship to wherever God is leading the pastor of that or the captain of that boat, the pastor of that church, for the purpose of spreading the gospel and winning the lost and being used by the Lord to build up the ministry. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Family Chat Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or maybe some topics you would like us to discuss, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at familychatpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at Family Chat Podcast. We look forward to hearing from you and interested, as always, to discuss with you things and topics that will draw us closer to our families. We'll see you next time.